Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One day I will sing. No need to ask. It's a smooth operator. Smooth. Say my name. Say my name. Welcome back to the Pit Stop Podcast. I'm going to be honest, I have no idea how to intro this video because it is absolutely ridiculous. Do you want me to give it a go? Go on, have a go. Oh my god! We have done the unthinkable. The Pit Stop Boys have finally got two F1 drivers. Not just one! Not just one. We've got two F1 drivers on the podcast and arguably... Two of the best guys that we could have hand-selected. It's the Scuderia Ferrari drivers, Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc. I cannot believe we had them on the podcast. Like, this is unbelievable. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. Massive shout-out to Shell for making this possible. Like, they got us out here to Amsterdam. We went down to the beach house. Yeah, well, let's, let's set the scene. Just let's, absolutely amazing. Let's give the guys, like, a little mental image in their head. So, yeah, thanks for Shell for uh, bringing us out. It was amazing. We're, we're out here in... Uh, in, well, we're actually in Amsterdam right now doing this from the hotel room, but they had like an amazing beach house on Zandvoort so Beach. So cool, man. Yeah, it was really cool. The beach is unreal, by the way. Yeah, the beach is beautiful. I didn't even know there was a beach in Amsterdam. I know. And it's been like blazing heat all week, so we couldn't have asked for anything better. Get down to the beach house. Wasn't really sure what to expect. And they had this like amazing setup with like a load of cool stuff to do. There were some Sims there. There was an F1 car there. And Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz were there. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So we rocked up. We saw the lads stood there. Um, these two lads that we see on TV. And they're now like within like reaching distance of us, which is pretty nuts. I can't believe it. And then we got all our camera gear out. We set up and we got ready to do a Pit Stop podcast episode with the two Ferrari drivers Shell, you absolute legends. Thank you so much for giving us this opportunity. I can only hope that one day we can get them back and do a longer episode. Like, I'd love to sit down with them for ages, you know what I mean? I'd have so much to talk to them. But they're busy people. Yeah. But I'd have so much I'd love to ask them. I'm surprised they even have time to do this kind of stuff. Like, they're racing. Like, that's such an intense job. It's just so amazing being around them. Like, they're so funny and, like, hearing their voices. And then there's, like, hundreds of fans outside the beach house just screaming and shouting their names the whole time. We're just there waiting to film with them. I've never been more nervous for anything in my life. I didn't <laughs> sleep the night before this. No, I know. I literally, I was laying in bed just trying to picture, like, every single scenario. Yeah, mate, I've... I was so nervous. And if you watch the YouTube video back of this, you'll definitely see my hand shaking throughout it. I was like, oh my God, it's a Ferrari drivers. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was nuts, man. It's, uh, I, I don't really want to say any more. Should we just fly straight into it? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the episode I'm most proud of yet to date 
It's the Ferrari Drivers on Pit Stop Podcast. We hope you enjoy it. No, no, no. One day I will sing. No need to ask. It's a smooth operator. Smooth. Say my name. Say my name. Go. We good? Yeah, go. You good, boys? We, we good. good. Quality, let's do it. Yes, guys, welcome back. We are here on the beautiful coast of Zandvoort. The sun's Stunning. out, shining. We're at the uh, Shell Beach House. And we're here, I can't quite believe I'm saying this, but we're here with the Scuola Rhea Ferrari boys, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Let's go. Hello. Thank you for being here. Woo! <laughs> and first... one and only. Charles <laughs> Leclerc. Let's and go. Carlos Our first Sainz. ever F1 drivers on the podcast. Oh, nice. This is amazing. Big moment for us. Yeah. Pioneers. Absol yeah. <laughs> yeah. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. Feeling ready for this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. It's such it a feels a bit more location. like a holiday mood than a race weekend mood here. But uh, that's yeah, always good. It's beautiful. I'll put the sunglasses because I've got the sun right <laughs> in my face. <laughs> I want to go straight in with a question that we have wanted to ask F1 drivers. You're our first ones. Did you both pass your driving test first time? Like yes. when you did the driving test? I you did. were first time? I did. And actually, I had so much pressure, like, like crazy, because I was like, I'm a racing driver. Did he know though? Yes, he knew. But uh, <laughs> if I do a mistake, then, then, then why, I, why is pressure then? Ah, because you for sure he was like, ah, it's a Formula One driver. Yeah, but still. My one didn't know. I mean, Monaco is quite tricky. Your test was in Monaco, yeah. yeah. Yeah, in the middle of Monaco, so it's very tricky because you've got all the cars going right, left, uh, people crossing the roads. Yeah. So. But you know the streets very well. I do. And I had it the first time, so it was all good. Okay, that's good to know. First time, no problem at all then. Yeah, smashed it, lads. What does it feel like to drive for, statistically, the best Formula One team of all time? Uh, it's Honestly, it's a dream come true. Since you are very little, um, I don't know how long you guys been following Formula One. But Started I heard at the end not of last very year. long. Almost <laughs> not a year. very long, I heard. Someone <laughs> told me. But um, I've been following Formula One since I can recall basically since I'm five, six years old. I remember watching races with my dad when I was 10. And already back then you felt like Scuderia Ferrari was that bit more special compared to the other teams. There yeah. was like something going on and I decided one day I wanted to be Formula One champion or Formula One driver. And I always, you always want to drive for Ferrari one day. And when you achieve it, it's like you've made it. Finally, like a dream come true. Life goal. And Shell have been a partner with Ferrari since the dawn of Formula One. Does it feel like you have a proper family vibe with every, everyone within Ferrari and Shell? Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, it's uh, such a long partnership. They started working together in 1950. It's amazing how long it's been going. Yeah, since 1951, really. So uh, there's a lot of experience, uh, a lot of work behind the scene and uh, a very close relationship. No? We work a lot uh, with uh, the two engineers that are following us uh, throughout the season. Sometimes there are three from, uh, from Shell. And we are working together all the time, trying to give uh, them the feedback uh, of what we would like. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and they help us to perform at our best. So it's great. That was the next question we had. We wanted to say about, you know, the people behind the scenes who don't usually get in the limelight. Like, do you work closely with the people behind the scenes from Shell and all that stuff? Yeah, you guys cannot imagine. We don't only have 1,001, more than 1,100 people back at the factory in Ferrari, Maranello, but we also have partners like Shell that have um, a lot of people back in their base in Hamburg and here in Netherlands working to, to give us the best possible material, you know, to, to work with, like it's the fuel and the lubricants. Um, what Charles was talking about, no, they perform, I think it's one million simulations this year to try and come up with the best possible uh, mix of fuel and mix of oil to bring it here to the track and for us to then 
have a reliable engine and a performing engine, of course. Wow. Well, lads, I've seen online that you, you guys like a bit of golf, as far as I'm aware. But Some more than others. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah? Well, no, I like golf. I'm just, I'm just very bad at it. So I, <laughs> Same. So, Same. so I don't play that often. Carlos enjoys it more because he plays much better. Yeah. But, uh, but I still play sometimes. He can hit the ball. What, yeah, other, what other hobbies do you have? Because we're terrible at golf. Paddle. We love paddle. paddle. We can paddle. play each other paddle a lot. We paddle? love paddle. Is that with a, a bat and a board? A bat and a ball? That's like a tennis ball. Okay. A tennis court, but with walls. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, you like must squash. have seen this. It's a mix of squash and, and tennis. It's what yeah, I was exactly. trying to explain to you. Oh, Charles yeah, yeah. It, I was yeah. trying, to, trying to figure yeah. out what it was. No, it's really, really nice. You should try it if you've never done it. Yeah, yeah I've never tried that. It's a beautiful place to be racing this weekend. What are the pre-race rituals? What do you do before you go out on that track? Um, I have quite a lot of things that I that I do, especially this year I've introduced a cold bath. I have, I have a cold a, bath? Yeah, I've got a cold bath at, uh, uh, at the track, especially for hot races. I think uh, some drivers do that, Carlos and I do that, and we just get into the cold bath to uh, uh, lower the body temperature. So once we get into the car, it's extremely warm. Uh, you sweat a lot, but yeah. if you do the cold bath before, it helps you actually to uh, to feel much better inside the car. Um, and then just the normal physical warm-up you do for the neck, for the shoulders, mostly for the upper parts, uh, to be ready whenever you get into the car. Wow. How about you, Carlos? Same. I also do the cold bath, like he mentioned. Uh, it helps you, what he said, no? It's like you jump in the car feeling a bit cold. That is perfect, because normally when we jump in the car, it's, we're already sweating and we haven't even started the race because it's really warm inside the overalls. The, yeah. That's why there's the, someone standing there with a fan, right? Yeah, always there's a fan in there because we have the engine behind and the engine is always 100 degree plus and Blimey. It's, um, it's very warm in there, uh, trust me. So the cold bath really helps to, even if it's mental, to just feel a bit cooler before a, a hot race. And then I do a bit of boxing, a bit of reactions with balls and um, what else do I do? Um, I forgot I don't now. No, don't, don't ask. Uh, <laughs> I warm up my neck. Football sometimes yeah. we do together. Sometimes we play. With some keepy uppies in that. Keep puppies. Sorry. Keepy uppies. Yeah. yeah. Tricks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we are we, we are not that good, but uh, I'm getting better. I'm actually playing better with my racing shoes at football than with actual They're football good. shoes. They're oh, good. Wow. They are really good to uh, to play nice. uh, football. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm having this football. That <laughs> yeah, reminds me of school shoes back in the day, the flat yeah. ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the smart shoes where you can chip them up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the, the, the sport has changed so much recently. Like Drive to Survive has pretty much, to me, I think it's changed everything about the sport. Do you Are you fans because of Drive to Survive? It definitely yeah. got us into it. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you what we loved about it. It was just getting to know the drivers and getting to know their personalities and see how, how hard it is. Yeah, you know, sure. How, how hard it is going through the training and everything, how stressful it is traveling around the world all the time. Does it feel different to you at a race weekend now compared to what it was like before Drive to Survive? Oh, you cannot imagine. Before Drive to Survive, there were, there's always people, but the intensity of the fans was nothing close to what we live now. Right. Like all these people that you see here, we just came to, to do an event here with Shell, as you guys know, and, and uh, there's little by little people that thanks to social media, they accumulate and now, when we leave, it's it's full. There's I don't know how many people, 300, 400 people waiting for us out here. You know, one thousand, four hundred thousand. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> There's not the um, there was you didn't leave it, no, because you were not. No, I got to Formula One in 2018, so that's yeah. exactly the first year where Drive to Survive was uh, yeah, was starting. Yeah. Right. 
where I saw the biggest step was mostly in the US. Like in the US, it's incredible. We the first years there weren't that many people watching Formula One there. Also in the streets, we could have a normal life uh, in in the US. Can't anymore. And now, no, no. now, it's, now, it's now crazy. the restaurants in Austin and Miami. I remember before the race in Miami on Saturday night, I went out to have a steak, like a dinner, no? And yeah, then, yeah. The whole restaurant when I entered stood up and started applauding me. He finished his play. It actually, mm, thank you, no, for the American fans because they make you feel. Like like that, no? Like yeah, yeah. I didn't expect going into a restaurant suddenly everyone pointing Carlos Sainz and yeah. everyone where Carlos Sainz and I'm like it may make you feel great, eh? and and I loved it. And in Austin and Miami it's been like that and it's it's crazy. With the fans all over the world now, is there one place in the world in particular that you'd love to race that you haven't? Honestly, I would love to go to Africa one day. Yeah, that would yeah, be great, man. wouldn't it? Same. That would be amazing. I think there were some rumors now at I don't know, I've heard it's not so much likely. I don't anymore. know, we wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know, it's from the social media that I say that. So I, I, I don't really know. I really hope though that one day we'll be It'll able be to great. race there. Yeah. Yeah. And Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas is going to be amazing. Vegas is going to be interesting one, I think. Going back to food, you, you said you just had a steak. You're known as the chili man. Ah. And uh, apparently you didn't like spicy food, but we wanted to know whether you've actually started eating spicy food yet or not. I'm actually starting to get a bit more into it. I used to hate it, but then little by little I started to... But they don't call me chili because I like spicy food. They call me chili because my friends, I guess one night on a night out, they decided to call me chili out of nowhere. I don't know, Carlos, Charlie, <laughs> chili. It ended up being chili, but I don't ask me how. <laughs> but um, spicy food a bit, um, I'm starting to do, put a, you know, a bit of chili oil, spicy oil in yeah, the pizza. On the pizza, it gives yeah. It a bit of a kick oh, that man, sometimes I like. Uh, yeah, but not a lot of it. Mexican food, I like it a lot, but not very spicy. Mm -hmm. As we know, the um, Shell and Scuderia Ferrari partnership, uh, 10 Constructors titles, 12 Drivers' Championships. What do you think is the key to that success, working as a team? Well, I think, low, I mean, I think people underestimate how much work behind the scene there, there is, no? Um, I've got a number that comes from my head is 21,000 man hours invested in the development of uh, of um, of the fuel and oil that we use in in our Formula One car, which uh, is 99% exactly the same uh, fuel that you'll get then in your road car. So all of these things makes it super super interesting for both sides. No, for Shell it's super interesting to uh, be able to develop uh, fuel and oil in Formula One that they can use in road cars. And uh, obviously for us, we are supported by, by the best in, in that. Um, that will help us to then perform and have the reliability that we want on track. Yeah. Wow. Well, final question, guys. Uh, they're always con F1's constantly pushing to make the sport more eco-friendly. I know Shell and Ferrari are doing that as well. So where do you see the cars in like 10 years time? Like, what do you think they're going to look like in terms of their efficiency, the engine, what they look like in general? Well, I think there was... Um the new 2026 engines coming out know mm -hmm. that they're gonna try yes. and be fully sustainable all running in eco fuels um, and and i think this is the right direction to go i mean if we can keep uh, that level of of competition in the car where the engines are still 1000 horsepower plus but then it's all sustainable i think it's the best combination possible and and I think the sport is not going to lose anything and it's just going to gain sustainability and, and prospects for the future. No? So I, 
I hope we can keep it that way. Obviously, we will work hard with our partner Shell to develop uh, the most efficient, but at the same time, powerful engine in, in that regard. And um, yeah, uh, this year, for example, we already adapted. We already had to go 10% more ethanol in the fuel, and right. and it's already has it's already happening that transition, you know. And for 2030, we will all be sustainable, but already 2026 is another big step with the new engines. Great, amazing, Lads. Well, guys. It's been absolutely wonderful having you here with us. Yeah, thanks so much for joining Thank us. You. Hope you have a great time here in Amsterdam. Enjoy the sun. Beautiful track, beautiful place. You're going to be around all week? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're going to be around. Gonna be we're going to be wandering Tuesday. in and out of the paddock, seeing everyone. Can't wait. Good. It's going to be a great weekend. Nice. <laughs> see you in guys the paddock there. then. Nice yeah, one, see guys. You there. Ciao, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Well, there we have it, boys and girls. Uh, it was short, it was sweet, but it was absolutely amazing. I can't believe we were joined by these two legends. My favourite line right at the end, we'll see you around the paddock then. <laughs> <laughs> the fist bumps are absolutely ready. They are indeed. <laughs> I just wish we had longer with them. Like, I wish more than anything that we can get these guys back. Do you know what, though? I feel like, you know, this is the first time that we've had them on. They're going to come on again. I know they are. We can't be doing like a big episode like with them straight away because then we'd have nothing to talk about. We have to give the people a little teaser. Yeah, we give them a little bit of flavor. And uh, I don't know. Next time we have them on, we just know it's going to be, you know, another great ep. Yeah, next time my hand won't be shaking, which is going to be so much better because the <laughs> mic is just shaking in my hand. I love the way Carlos is just sat there singing as well. Smooth operator, <laughs> say my name, say my name. I know. What He's a such a funny guy. I feel like... Oh, it's one of those ones where, you know, they're, they're just like lads, like they're just the boys. Yeah. They're like similar age to us. And I know that like we'll have like, you know, a great relationship with these guys and any time that we work with them, it's going to be really good. I think I was just a bit nervous in the beginning. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. Well, this was a big thing for us. I mean, we've had some really cool guests on this podcast, but this is the Ferrari drivers. Like these are some of the biggest names in the world of motorsport yeah. and they're sat in front of us. It's not easy to comprehend going through this situation. And like I said, I didn't sleep the night before. So <laughs> I know, I know. And I would never really can. I mean, there's a difference between like podcasting with your mate and then like, you know, essentially interviewing like two of the biggest stars in the world. I wasn't sure how I was going to handle it, but I think it went okay. Well, the Shell team very much helped when we introduced them and everyone clapped and cheered. It made me feel like I was on like a TV show and I know. everyone was there with that, us. It's like that little hint of what we want, right? The pit stop show. Like it's I know, having everyone the crowd there. crowd of people and that. I think that made it a bit easier, but then at the same time, I had to forget everyone was there. <laughs> and then like halfway through, if you listen carefully, you just hear all the fans that were waiting outside the beach because you can imagine how many people like saw them down in the uh, Shell Beach house and like, wanted to get photos. And fair play to them because after our podcast, they went and took photos of loads of fans down Man, on they the were, beach. They were down there for ages. Like, I love that. Like, they come here and... Because they haven't raced in um, Netherlands for a while, have we? We only came back last year in 2021. So there's so many fans here that I probably wanted to see them. And so, you know, yeah. got really excited about it. Yeah, I know. Like I said before, these guys are like the biggest stars in the world. But when when you like really break it down and get down to it, they are just two normal guys. Mm. And like, I think, you know, hopefully the people who have just listened to this podcast can get a sense of that. That they are just like, you know, normal dudes. You hear it when they I mean, like obviously, joke about Obviously, they're not normal dudes, right? They're unbelievable in a car. But they are, they are just like lads. You hear it when they're like talking about golf and they're joking and they're looking at each other like, and they're just saying how um, 
Signs is really good and Leclerc says he's not very good at golf and then yeah. you know Signs is saying he plays like paddle have now researched paddle know what it is <laughs> at the time he said it I was like what is paddle so from what I gather it's like it's like tennis but you play with like a wooden bat rather than a tennis racket yeah and there's walls around so I, I'm assuming the ball can bounce off the walls I wonder who his partner is because I think it's a two player game I don't know. I watched... Um, Do you reckon him and Charles take it on together? Well, I watched Charles play it with his brothers. Oh, okay. So Charles and Sainz maybe are a, a duo partnership in the paddle court. Cool. What, what a force to be reckoned with. Jake and Fab versus... <laughs> Imagine we took them on at that. Do you know what I found really interesting is uh, when Carlos was talking about you know, when we asked him the question about what do you do before a race? And he says the ice bath and that, but he's like, I do a bit of boxing, mm. play a bit of football. I've seen a clip of them playing football, I think with Alonso. Oh, really? I could be wrong, but I think they had a, a little bit of football with Alonso. Um, and he says he's better in the race shoes. Because they, yeah. they, are, they are actually great shoes for football, to be fair. It's funny what you said about the school shoes, because as soon as you said that, I clocked straight away. Like, I remember, you, cause when we used to go to school, you had those shoes which went really flat at the oh, end. Oh, mate, you could get a volley with them. Bro, you could chip that ball anywhere hearing you talk about football absolutely kills me and i actually remember you playing football at school and i just it just reminds another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to be with my brother like a little bit like someone who doesn't ever play football it just looks like so static when he runs towards the ball that was legs. good yeah yeah you're talking about static and tell, tell people about that goal you got once okay because you got that one that you never shut up about yeah well we had we had an astro turf at school uh and like from end to end it was like a full-size football pitch but then they also had goals like width ways right mm. so you could play smaller games when we was i was on the other end other side of this pitch and i smashed this ball <laughs> And I got it in the goal. <laughs> I don't know if the goalkeeper... There was a goalkeeper. And he still goes on about it today, okay? I don't know if he tried to save it or not, but they went in the goal and I'm taking it. One of the greatest <laughs> goals of all time. <laughs> oh my God, I love what you still go on about it. I love the way they said they have the bath for the race and it just made me think like, I wonder what that actually looks like. I wonder whether it's like a real bath or like, is it just like a box that they sit in? Like, I imagine it being like a bin. Man, like a bin you'd like sit in. Quite honest with you. Do you reckon they have a full-size bath in the motorhomes? I reckon they have a full-size bath. What, and someone fills it with ice? Yeah, man. Mate, I could have done one this weekend. It's been so hot. Yeah. Well, if, that's if, when you said. If, if we could have just like gone up to like the race and just got a quick ice bath before doing the rest of our day, that would have been unbelievable. It does make perfect sense though, because when you do see the drivers walking through the paddock and it's really hot and they're like in their whole race suit, they've got everything on, you look at them and think... You know, I'm sat there and I'm melting and I look at them and I think, how are they doing that? They must be so hot. But if they've had that ice bath before, 
they're going to be like quite chilled, quite cold. Yeah, cool, it, yeah, it'll cool down like your core temperature, I guess. And, and then, you know, like when you're like wet and then you get a fan on you, yeah. it's like feels really cold. That's basically what happens in the car, isn't it? Because there'll be like a little bit like damp, I guess. It's funny, it's funny how much we learn. Like I've seen drivers before and they're, they're wearing like a coat before the race and it would be like a blazing hot day. And I'm like, man, why are you wearing a coat? Like over your race suit mm. but it must be because they've just had an ice bath yeah so i guess it makes sense it's interesting also to hear what they say about america and drive survive and how it's changed everything for them because they they have they are massive celebrities all over the world as we know just from being scuderia ferrari drivers but my god the the fact that america it, the sport has blown up there now they used to be able to just go out there and now everyone is stopping them, and Carlos's story is absolutely nuts. Like, imagine a couple of years ago, he would have walked into a restaurant, and like he said, like people might not have known who he was. And yeah. you walk into a restaurant. <laughs> imagine me and you walked into a restaurant here. Imagine we go out for dinner tonight. We walk into a restaurant. We're just like, can we get a table for two, please? We get taken to our table, and everything goes silent. The music stops, and everyone just stands up and just claps. <laughs> and they all just stare at us. I don't know about you, bro, but that happens whenever I go out for dinner all the time. <laughs> Do you not get that? <laughs> no, it hasn't actually started <laughs> happening for me yet, to be honest. No, it is cool. You definitely do see it in, in like, you, you saw it at Miami. I mean, we didn't go to Miami, but we saw it on TV and the whole thing just looked nuts. Yeah. Like, the amount of celebrities that were there, it was like, the whole event was was crazy. And I think more races will, will turn out like that, you know, next year. I think next year is going to be absolutely wild. I can't believe that we, we have been given the opportunity to do this. I think the sport has changed so much and I feel like you and me are now part of it. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. And just going back to what you said about like America and the races next year, the fact that they're both excited for Vegas and Vegas is coming up. That to hear like drivers be excited about it excites me mm. because I am so excited about it. Vegas, oh man. Vegas is going to be... A serious, serious trip. After listening back to that pod, I just have like a thousand more questions for them though. So like, Charles, Carlos, if you're listening, can we have an hour, please? <laughs> can we have an hour? Can, is there any way you could squeeze an hour in, all right? We'll get you your favorite food. We'll get you drinks. We can get you whatever you want. Yeah, we'll order a load of Mexican food. <laughs> we won't make it too spicy. We'll run you a nice ice bath. Honestly, game of paddle. Yeah. Anything you possibly want. No, but on, a, on, a, on a level, though, I'd actually love to like go play golf with the lads because I think they'd just be cracking up at how bad we are. <laughs> I, can't, I, I honestly can't even hit the ball. I think it's crazy that you guys right now have been on this journey of us, Pit Stop listeners. And we've always said that we wanted to get a current F1 driver on the podcast. The fact that we've had two on this episode is all thanks to Shell Motorsport. Um, and for bringing us on this trip to Amsterdam, it's absolutely incredible to be here. I still can't quite believe it, you know, posting the photos and posting the videos from this interview. Like, as if we got that chance. I just hope we get it again. It's truly humbling. Um, you don't expect, like, your first, your first time doing something like this to be with the giants like like the fact that shell you know big i mean i you see shell everywhere yeah right? like in it's so the, true in, i mean i can only speak from us like being in the uk and stuff like that but shell have been absolutely everywhere my whole life well i remember when we were new fans and we were playing the game guess the guess the sponsors on the ferrari car the first one i was like yeah shell because you just know it's there yeah yeah it's I, I really have no words to be honest man i just want i want to thank shell for for giving us the opportunity to do this it's I, it's mad. Mm. It's absolutely mad. Fingers crossed, one day 
we will have the Ferrari guys back. It is funny, though, because we've thrown in the deep end, right? One, one driver would have been hard enough. But two of them. But we did say it was made a bit easier by the fact that we were there, like, together. Imagine it was one of us. Oh, yeah. We, uh... We, we kind of went through the scenarios of like, what if one of us fell ill and like the other guy had to do it on their own? And I was like, Jake, you can't, <laughs> you can't, like if I had to do it, then I, I would, I would like muster it up and do it. But I really just, I need my buddy by myself. <laughs> I need my buddy bro there with me, you know? I think one Formula One driver would have been petrifying. Two Formula One drivers is absolutely couldn't even sleep, but they will come back. I, I, maybe I shouldn't announce that now. We don't 100% know they're going to come back. Bro, the amount of times we've announced stuff that we don't even know is going to happen. So and we it, might as well it, just announce it, But right? it usually does anyway. Yeah, let's yeah. just announce it then. Wait, have you noticed how I'm holding this mic, by the way? Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, Carlos was holding the mic like this. <laughs> yeah, we're actually using the mics that they use. It's actually, it doesn't hurt your hand as much this way. The Charles guy- Leclerc has held this mic. I have I actually smell the mic. It actually smells amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it really does, man. It mine smells like chilies. Nice. <laughs> and lemon and herb. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode. We really hope you've enjoyed it as much as we did filming it. Um, it's been a long time coming. Uh, it's cool as well because it's a bonus episode. You guys are still going to get the rest of the episodes you normally get every Monday, every Thursday. Absolutely. This this trip has been mad for us. We haven't been able to put out as much content as you wanted because we're on the road. So it's not as easy to uh, edit videos and edit podcasts and stuff. But hey, I think this makes up for it. Yeah. I... Still can't believe it. Thank you so much for supporting us. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Without you guys, there's no way we would have got this opportunity. Hopefully, we get some more Formula One drivers on the podcast at some point. We'd yeah. absolutely love to get a bit better at having, you know, people like that big in front of us. Yeah, it might take a little while, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should like have a few drinks before. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> we'll try it next time. <laughs> when they come back. Yeah, when they come back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Pit Stop podcast. We'll be back on Thursday. Give this video a like or rate it five stars, whatever you do. Hit the follow button. It really helps us out. Let's get back up the charts. See you guys soon. See you guys soon. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz on the Pit Stop Podcast. Oh, my God. That's right. (laughs) Bye. Powered by Spirit Studios.